Every year in the NFL, it's a new team. As far as goals go, we have one. Putting a ring on our finger. Welcome to the Buccaneers Observer Podcast. This is Ralph Phillips. I'm Molly Bay. Today is April 19th, 2020. 147 days until we see the Buccaneers kick off with our new quarterback, Tom Brady, at the helm. Woohoo! That's not counting preseason. That's regular season. And that's not counting if the beer virus <laughs> delays everything. I like that name. Well, you know, you can't say the name of it because then you get all these, uh, like, YouTube and all them will put a hold on your videos and stuff or something. I don't know. I ain't taking a chance, man. I play it. I play it tight to the vest. Hey, no fact checks and follow-ups because we were absolutely perfect, which that always means we just never did the fact checks and follow-ups. <laughs> <laughs> So feel free to make our job easier by sending them to us. Yeah, we need to we need to crowdsource that. Some people do. It's awesome. I always appreciate that. Yes, we appreciate you correcting us when we're wrong. <laughs> you got any news this week? I don't have any. According to USA Today, uh, Caesar Sportsbook has the Buccaneers with a winning record this year. What? And it's hilarious. That's like our baseline. <laughs> like minimum we would be happy with is a winning season yes and they have the patriots at nine wins i think whoa no eight and a half that's their lowest since 2003 yeah i don't think it's gonna be that bad well they only have us winning nine games ridiculous well that's a really low bar too so winning season is just one game over 500 basically yeah, they're hedging their bets. Oh, get it? That's what they do. So are those the Vegas odds or just Caesars? Just sports Caesars book? Sportsbook. Gotcha. I don't know anything about sports betting, so sounds good to me. Tom Brady had an auction for charity. Uh, it was at 140000 last time I checked. Right, wasn't was it? You got to meet him and have dinner with him. Something like that. I don't know how far it got up to. The current bid is 775000 So for 31 bids. Damn. So someone has almost bid a million dollars. So you get tickets to the home opener and you can do a private workout with Tom or a private dinner after the game in <laughs> your group. I definitely go for the dinner. Me too. I want to work really, out with Tom Brady. <laughs> Talk about making I can I think I could take him when it comes to eating. Yeah. I don't think I could take him with a workout. And you received the first home game used jersey and cleats. That might be worth That's a million awesome. dollars. Travel's not included though. It's you and three friends. I guess they figure if you've got a million dollars to splurge, you can afford your own plane ticket. No kidding. I can't well the starting bid was only fifty thousand and now it's up to seven hundred and seventy five thousand. That's insane. Who is bidding this? What's the pot going towards? Uh, 100% of the money raised will benefit Meals on Wheels, No Kid Hungry, America's Food Fund, World Central Kitchen, and Feeding America. So That's it's a lot cool. of food stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. But I can't, I just, it just blows my mind that it's gone up that high. And there's still nine days left on it. Yeah, it's going to go over a million dollars. He's done. He's done a lot of charity work. He just like plotted down in Tampa and just put down his roots, man. Yeah, that's awesome. The NFL is going to release their 2020 schedule by May 9th. Yeah, 
I'm so excited. Right now, they're saying everything's going to go according to plan. Yeah, why wouldn't it? Yeah. What's going to delay the schedule coming out? Well, we don't know with all the governors what states are going to allow games. They're going to have to. It's so far out, though. It's September. Yeah. Hey, come on, y'all. I mean, the NFL August. is still weighing its options and potential contingencies. Uh, the league might have to move games in order to avoid avoid beer virus hotspot areas with restrictions. Uh, the league is considering the possibility of fewer games with zero fans in attendance. We'll ask the Jacksonville Jaguars how that goes. <laughs> hey, we can't. We I know can't, everyone we can't probably throw a lot of darts. You know, on I that saw one. that same joke on Facebook, but it was the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, I was like, ah, uh, they're just taking all the <laughs> low market teams. You know, the NFL has not shortened a season since 1987 when the player strike took one game off the schedule. I remember that it was miserable. I wasn't born yet. They had the scab players come in. I'm confident things are going to be fine now. Oh, and, you know, there was changes to the helmets and logos with the Buccaneers' new uniform. The logo on the side of the helmet is now about 10% smaller than it was. Oh, man. Well, Well, that's all right. You really can't tell, I guess. Yeah, you really can't notice it. But what it does is it keeps it from wrapping around the helmet. You know, like in the back, the flags are almost touching. Really? Yeah, so now... It's all right on the side of the helmet instead okay. of wrapping around a little bit. Uh, the The red is the same red they used for the Super Bowl era. The pewter is the new pewter from the pewter we had with the last uniforms, not the Super Bowl era pewter. Gotcha. And the orange is back to the Super Bowl era orange. And then, of course, the grill is black instead of chrome. Yes. Which the Falcons took our chrome grill. Bastards. That's like the best part of their uniform. I can't wait to see them play in the new uniforms. It's going to be awesome. And I think Ralph and I have decided to get the pewter uniforms. I know that's what I'm getting. Yeah. Jerseys. I think we've said that every day since so excited. I I can't stop thinking about it. There were some people on the Buccaneers Facebook group that got their pewter ones. And it was a woman. I think she got it from Lids. But the number looks super small to me. Maybe that's just the women's. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't order from there based on what hers look like. That's probably getting it from the same place NFL shops get them. Maybe, but I'm not taking any chances. Tom Brady is not the number one selling player for NFL sales for this last year. It's the first time in a long time that that's happened. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is the number one selling player. <laughs> you know, wouldn't it be some shit if we found out that's why Tom Brady wanted to leave the Patriots, like, to get out of that conference? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes <laughs> he, is coming he's up. He's scared of Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Mahomes. Uh, this is from March 1st, 2019 to February 29th, 2020 sales. It does not include... The sales since Tom Brady came to Tampa Bay. Well, the dude did win a Super Bowl last season. Well, Tom Brady's won six. Right, but I'm just saying <laughs> in that time frame. The top three selling uh, players are all quarterbacks. It's Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes in first place, Tom Brady in second, and Lamar Jackson in third. And you notice they're all in the AFC. That's true. Drew Brees isn't even on the list. Ezekiel uh-huh. Elliott is a running back at fourth place. Baker Mayfield, <laughs> Baker Mayfield's at fifth. That's incredible. What? Uh, and Aaron Rodgers is at sixth. Then you have Odell Beckham Jr. They got two Cleveland Browns on there. That list is all whack. 
Uh, Khalil Mack, Chicago Bears, is at eighth. Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers quarterback, is at ninth. And George Kittle, the San Francisco 49ers tight end, is at tenth. So there's one defensive player on that whole list. Defenses don't get no love. Yeah. That's why you should buy a Shaq Barrett jersey. Shaq Barrett, Vita Vea, Namakanga Sue. Yeah, I think if I were going to get anybody on the defense, it would either be Sue or Vita. I thought you would get Jason Pierre Paul. Oh, yeah. Yes, you're correct. Yeah. That's just so it would be a, a toss up between those three. <laughs> Let's get all of them. I was looking at uh, frames for jerseys. Yeah. They're like 140 bucks. A what? Piece. I'm like, that, that's almost as much as a jersey. No kidding. Can you just make one? Yeah, that's not the same. You got to get them. <laughs> you got to get them specially made jersey frames. I'd rather just wear them. This is true too. And this just goes to show how slow news is in the sports world. One of the big articles out this week is that uh, Tom Brady's workout pre-game playlist was released on Spotify for fans <laughs> to listen to. You, too, can do your pre-game workout the same way Tom Brady listens to his. Okay. I'm a fan of Tom Brady, but I'm not listening to his, his playlist. playlist. Well, here it's got Yes Indeed by Lil Baby and Drake, Everybody Mad by OT Genesis, I don't know any of these people. Humble by Le- Kendrick Lamar. Believer by Imagine Dragons. Okay, you know, I know that, that one. one. Yeah. PSA by Jay-Z. Country Grammar by Nelly. Black by Pearl Jam. That's a weird song to do a pre-workout for or workout. Yeah. It's a, it's, that's like a sad that's a downer. downer song. Yeah, Great song, though. Some of the best lyrics in song history, if you ask me. Bad Boy for Life by Diddy. Butterfly Effect by Travis Scott. Sunday Bloody Sunday by U2. God, how old is Tom Brady? <laughs> Many Men by 50 Cent. Till I Collapse by Elm and Elm. And Viva La Vida by Coldplay. Man, Tom. Tom. Yeah. I, man. Maybe you shouldn't have put that one out there, buddy. <laughs> Till I Collapse by Elm and Elm. That's like a pump-up song. Yeah. But the rest of them, I don't know, man. You know, I want to get so famous that people are wanting to know what my playlist looks like. That's that's when you know you've reached the pinnacle. <laughs> we got the NFL draft coming up uh, Thursday, right? Is it Thursday, the twenty third? Looks like it's going to be a virtual event. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to have a uh, virtual hangout draft party with the Buccaneers front office people. That's going to be on Facebook, I believe. Uh, not a whole lot going on though, as, as far as who we're going to draft or. Uh, trade rumors, anything that people are saying we're looking to trade up. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think every team that's down under 15 is always, there's always rumors that they're looking to trade up. Everybody wants to get in the, those top 10 spots. It's they're, been so long since we haven't been in the top 10, right? I think this was a fact check and follow up like three we months go. ago. Yeah. We're used to being in that top 10, is all I'm saying. Yeah, we've been up there since, uh, so for for quite a while, we've been up into the top, really since about 2007. Let's say we picked fourth in 2007, 20th in 2008. So when we got a keep to leave. Got Josh Freeman in 2009 at 17th, Gerald McCoy 2010 at third, Adrian Claiborne in 2011 at 20th, Mark Barron with our number seven pick in 2012. Jonathan Banks was our 43rd pick in 2013. That was round two because we traded a bunch of crap. Uh, Mike Evans, uh, pick number seven 
one of the best picks we've ever done. 2014, uh, Jameis Winston, of course, was number one in 2015. That's so crazy. You know, I mean, the guy might never play again. We don't know. We don't know. It's just so weird. Vernon Hargreaves was pick number 11th in the first round in 2016. O.J. Howard was pick number 19th in the first round, 2017. Hargreaves was in 2016. Vita Vea was number 12th in 2018. And Devin White was our fifth round pick, or fifth pick in the first round last year. So we have been out in the top 10. Yeah, well, I think the Vita Vea pick, we we traded down gotcha. to 12th. Don't quote me on that. So yeah, we, you know we we've consistently stayed <laughs> ranked high in the draft order, <laughs> but we've got the preseason down, man. We are we've been preseason champs for so many years. <laughs> I don't know. We didn't win free agency last year though, because we didn't have any money. Yeah, we was broke. Yeah, we, broke. we got sued though. That was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, so you know, not a whole lot going on. We were thinking about doing like a live draft party watch thing on YouTube with everybody, but and we're like. We don't know a whole lot about the draft. We don't follow co- college. We were just going to kind of hang out and watch let's, the draft. And let everybody educate us yeah. on who these people are. So if there's any interest in that, let us know. We've got our lights set up coming. I don't know if it... Because of this whole beer virus, Amazon is not delivering their two days. So we have no idea when it'll be here, if it will even be here in time. We got Molly's going to do the Know Your Enemy with Atlanta Falcons. Got the lowdown on what's been happening with them. And, of course, we're going to retouch base with all of our division opponents after the draft. So we'll have a much better picture of what direction they're going, which is hopefully all down. <laughs> we know the Carolina Panthers. It's, it's, it's like a hand grenade which just dropped in their stadium. So. I'll tell you, the Falcons are not much better. Really? That's, that's sweet music to my ears. But before then, let's pay some bills. All right, Molly, what you got for us? Well, the Atlanta Falcons had 29 free agents this year. And they had no money. Because they're all giving it all to Matt Ryan. Well, they did do that, but they restructured his contract. So they're putting it off until next season. Seems like they've been doing that for a long time. Isn't he supposed to get like $41 million Yeah, yeah, his cap hit is like $40 million next year. It's (laughs) ridiculous. And they still have no money this year. Oh, my gosh. Like, I don't know what their GM is doing. But we'll go ahead and go through the different units. We'll start with the offense. They had no quarterback issues with free agency. They do have their quarterback backup, Matt Sims, who is unsigned. He ended the season last year on IR, so I don't think that they will re-sign him. They've had some shakeup on their offensive line. Now, their offensive line for the last several years has just been downright offensive. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But then they lost some people, too, and they've signed. So they're focusing again, I think, on the offensive line, but... Who knows how that's going to go because it hasn't gone so great in the past few years. They lost tackle Ty Sam Brilo to Tennessee. He signed a one-year deal worth $1.6 million. He was a backup right tackle in Atlanta last season. But I think he saw some starting time because oh, yeah. of injuries. Yeah, yeah. He played quite a bit, actually. 
They also lost guard West Schweitzer. Schweitzer. Schweitzer to Washington. He got a three-year, thirteen and a half million dollar deal. He was thirteen and a half. He did. That's pretty good. Uh, he was the backup center for Atlanta behind Alex Mack. So is he going there to Washington as a center or a guard? You know, I don't know. That's a good question because he's designated as a guard on spot rack, but then on Atlanta's depth chart, he was a center. So maybe he's pretty versatile. They signed guard Justin McCray from Cleveland. He got a one-year, $1 million deal. And then they also re-signed guard John Wetzel. On a one-year $930,000 deal, they waived tackle Lucas McNeil, and then they've got Sean Harlow, who's a guard that was on their practice squad, remains unsigned for the year. They did have some moves in their running back core, which were kind of surprising. They brought in Todd Gurley on a one-year deal. It's a $5.5 million base salary, but then the Rams are also paying him $20 million, and that's in dead cap. What? Yeah. Wait a minute, what? I know. What? They cut him, they still gotta pay him $20 million, and then the Falcons are paying him $5.5 million. Hold on, wait, so he's making $25 million this year? Yeah. That's why you don't pay running backs. And the Rams are paying $20 million of that? Yeah. Good the Rams are Lord. the worst in the league as far as cap space goes. Oh, man. I tell you, you know, people complain about... The Buccaneers, as much as they want about winning and losing and all that good stuff. But we just do not have cap issues like this. Now, I think last year was the first year in a long time that we've yes. had money crunch issues in the offseason. But it wasn't even really that bad to the point where we had to cut a lot of no high-dollar players. No. And we certainly don't have – we're not paying people $20 million when they're not even here anymore. Yeah, we do that for coaches. Yeah. <laughs> but that don't count towards yeah, the cap. Yeah, that don't count towards the cap, so <laughs> – Brian Hill, they offered him a tender contract, which he signed. So they've tendered him. And then they have Devontae Freeman as a free agent, who, of course, was their starter last year. He battled some injury issues, but they have not re-signed him. You would assume that Todd Gurley is probably taking that spot from him. And then Kenjin Barner was their third string running back. He still remains unsigned. They signed a fullback, Keith Smith, to to a three-year contract. This is crazy. He played with Dallas from 2014. Then in 2015, he was on the practice squad. And then he was there in 2016 and 2017. But he was a linebacker. (laughs) Then he went to Oakland as a fullback. And then now he's signed with Atlanta as a fullback. So he's an interesting one. If he makes the squad, it'll be interesting to see how they use him. Well, yeah, he played with them last year. Atlanta, he was a starter. No. He wasn't? Are you sure? Oh, wait, he might have been. Yeah, 2019. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, he got a three-year contract with the Falcons. He's a pretty decent blocker. You liked him? Yeah. I like fullbacks. So. Yeah. Underused. Underused. BA will never get one. Nope. They have some... Shake up in their tight end core. Of course, Austin Hooper went to Cleveland, became, <laughs> I think, the highest paid tight end. It was ridiculous. He got yeah. a four-year, $42 million contract, which he did well at Atlanta, but I wouldn't have paid him that much. No. At all. No. Like, what are you doing, Cleveland? Same thing Cleveland always. They're being Cleveland. I guess so. 
But he was a big moneymaker for Matt Ryan. Like, I had Austin Hooper in fantasy, and he was good for, like, 20 points a game at least. So. Damn. Yeah. He was a really solid tight end. You going to keep him? No. <laughs> no. I don't pick up anybody from Cleveland, from Jacksonville. <laughs> I have a few teams where I'm like, nope, not touching that one. The Falcons traded the Ravens a second round pick and a fifth round pick for tight end Hayden Hurst and a fourth round pick. Good lord. I know. Which is well, how much are they crazy. Hurst. I don't know. It's not on there yet because you know, some of these contracts haven't been finalized. Jesus. But Hurst was the first tight end taken in the 2018 draft. He was 25th overall, selected by the Ravens. So they're trading away their first round pick from two years ago. You have to think there's issues there. there. Yeah, Yeah, something there. Well, you know, it's like we, there's a lot of rumors going around that we're looking to trade OJ Howard. And I remember last year it popping up. You know, so this is two years in a row. And, you know, OJ didn't really do that well last year. No, he didn't. And we have Brait, who I think, I think Brait had better chemistry with Jameis last year. That's kind of irrelevant now because Jameis is gone and it's Tom Brady, so you don't really know. But then you have to wonder if it's a performance issue. Yeah. The Falcons also agreed to terms with Kyrie Lee who was with Chicago in 2015, Detroit in 2016, and then Buffalo in 17 and 18. They waived uh, tight end Alex Gray from their injury slash reserve list. And then Luke Stocker, former Buccaneer, he still remains unsigned. He's a free agent. So they've had some shakeup there. Yeah, it's a complete shakeup yeah. on the tight end. yeah. And it's funny because, you know, in Carolina, we saw they were having a lot of turnover in their wide receiver core. We're not seeing that with Atlanta. They did sign Laquan Treadwell from Minnesota, but it's a one-year $900,000 deal. So Minimum wage for yeah, an NFL player. <laughs> exactly. He's a depth guy. And then uh, Justin Hardy, who was second string last year, he is a free agent, but remains unsigned. He played in 14 games for Atlanta in 2019. He got 26 targets and 195 yards. So, yeah. And that's it on their offense. They've got some turnover in the offensive line. And then... Tight end position. Tight end position. And then running back, too. So basically, (laughs) their wide receiver core and their quarterback position is the only thing that's set. Wow. On the defense, they lost some guys on their defensive line. Uh, Jack Crawford, defensive tackle, went to Tennessee on a one year, $1.1 million deal. They also lost Adrian Claiborne to Cleveland. God, what is up with Cleveland? What are they doing? I know. And, you know, Adrian Claiborne, he has, like, this on-again, off-again thing with Atlanta. Yeah. How how many times has he left? Twice, I think. Yeah. Like, he went to the Patriots, came back, now he's gone to Cleveland. He signed a two- He'll be back. I think so, too. He'll retire as a Falcon, probably. He got a two-year, $5.75 million deal with Cleveland. Hmm. Sounds like he's going to be a backup rotational player. Yeah, probably. Atlanta also waived defensive tackle Rashid Hagman, and he was on the injury slash reserve list. 
They extended Tyler Davison, defensive tackle, and then they also signed Stephen Means. Their unsigned free agents include defensive tackle Mike Bennett. I don't think it's the same Michael Bennett, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> he should really go with the middle initial. Yeah. yeah. Or, or Mike. Mike Bennett. Well, that's how he was on the depth chart Mike. for Atlanta Mike. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then... uh. Rashid Hagman, he's unsigned. So I guess he became a free agent, too. Both of them ended the season on injured reserve last year. Yeah. In their linebacker core, they lost, and this is kind of their defensive line, right? I get so confused with the 3-4. It's still, it's so hard for me to wrap my brain around. So outside linebacker Vic Beasley got cut and went to Tennessee on a one-year $9.5 million deal. And then... Devondre Campbell, outside linebacker, went to Arizona on a one-year, $6 million deal. So they signed outside linebacker Dante Fowler from the Rams. It's a three-year, $45 million deal. And then they also signed inside linebacker Leroy Reynolds from Cincinnati on a one-year, $1 million deal. They also agreed to terms with linebacker Edmund Robinson, who has been out of the league since 2017. Really? Prior to that, he started his career in Minnesota from 2015 to 2016, and then in 2017 he's with the Jets and then hasn't been in the league since then. At safety, they re-signed Sherrod Neesman on a one-year $950,000 deal. They've got unsigned free agents in strong safety Kamal Ishmael, who was second string last year. Strong safety John Cyprian, who ended the season on IR. And free safety J.J. Wilcox, who also ended the season on IR. And then at the cornerback position, they lost Desmond Trufant, who they released after they failed to trade him per Bleacher Report. They freed it up $5 million in cap space, but he still carries a cap hit of $15 million in dead money. What? I know. <laughs> what is wrong with these people? <laughs> with Detroit, he signed a two-year, $20 million deal. Good grief. <laughs> they re-signed Bleedy Ray Wilson to a one-year, $1.2 million deal. And then they also agreed to terms with Josh Hawkins. The Hawk. Who was with Green Bay. From 2016 to 2017, and then in 2018 was with Carolina and Philadelphia, and then hasn't been in the league, didn't play last season. Jamar Miller, who was in on their second string last year, remains unsigned. Jamar Taylor. Yes. What did I say? Miller. That's <laughs> eh, close enough. It's like Smith. Where did I even get Miller? There's, it's not even in my notes. <laughs> On special teams, they extended their kicker, Young Ho Koo, from last year. No comment. Is that how you say it? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> you had him on your fantasy team last year. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Come well, on, I, I, didn't ha- I didn't have to pronounce his name. <laughs> <laughs> they extended him one year. And then their punter. So... They had last season Matt Bosher, who ended up going on IR. He's a free agent this year. They haven't re-signed him, but they did extend 
Ryan Allen to a one-year extension, and then they also agreed to terms with another punter, Sam Irwin Hill. So it looks like Matt Basher, you're out of a job. And that's it for their turnover. As far as their cap goes, they are 30th in the league for cap space, which is terrible. The Rams are the worst. They've got, at this point, about $1.6 million. Good grief. That doesn't even cover their draft players. Yeah, that in, that's accounting for their draft pool. Oh, okay. Pool. Well, yeah. still. Yeah, You still. can't buy anybody for a one point. No. Like, what are you going to do, you know, the beginning of the season? <laughs> that's like one league minimum player. I love to hear it. Love to hear it. I know. Me too. <laughs> so. Couldn't, as, it couldn't happen to a better team. <laughs> right. Yeah. And this is their top 51 for their entire Roster, they're at negative six million. Wow! So they're six million over, but of course, only the top fifty-one really counts. But where this would make a difference is if you are getting rid of a player in your top fifty-one, then another guy comes up and is factored into the top fifty-one. So football math, yeah, it's somewhere in there. Again, we said earlier, Matt Ryan restructured his contract. This is so bad. <laughs> They're so screwed next year. So his cap hit in 2020 went from $8 million in base salary to $1 million, But all they did was converted the difference to a signing bonus. So his cap hit prior to the restructure was $24 million, And now it's $18.9 million. So they saved about $5 million there. They also... Ha- well, his... Cap hit in 2021 is going to be 40 million. So that's incredible. Totally screwed there. That's got to be a record. Yeah, I think they're going to cut him. Like if the, I think this, well, this, you know, we talked about this last and then the last season that if Dan Quinn was gone, it might be the end for Matt Ryan there too. And Dan Quinn ended up getting another. They kept him. They didn't fire him. He's on the last year of his contract. So. You know, if it doesn't go well for him, I don't see how anyone is safe. And especially when you have a $40 million cap hit next year, what, you know, what are they going to do with that? But even if they cut him, the cap hit's still going to be there. Yeah, right? they got to pay him probably. <laughs> they might as well keep the quarterback. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. They also restructured left tackle Jake Matthews. So his base salary went from... Ten point five million to three point five million, so that was seven million dollars. The cap hit was sixteen million prior to the restructure, and now it is ten point seven six million. So they saved a little over six million, and again they converted that to signing bonus. But they still only have one point six million dollars. They don't know how to balance a checkbook either. I don't think so. They've been taking lessons from Carolina Panthers. I guess so. It's bad. And then, you know, just to preview the next one, New Orleans isn't that much better. Yeah. Granted, they have less need. Right. Yeah, they're already a built team. Yeah. So they don't really need a bunch of free agents or cap space. Still good to hear your enemies in financial distress, though. <laughs> And that they have a lot of instability on the roster, a lot of holes to fill, and they can't afford to do it. All right, so it looks like the uh, Atlanta Falcons are going to be fighting with themselves this year. That's a good thing. Uh, Carolina Panthers are going to be fighting with shadows. They're uh, 
not going to be a factor at all this year, I don't think. <laughs> I, I really think they're tanking. I don't know if they're trying to get the quarterback from, was it Tulane? Baylor. Baylor? Yeah, maybe. Or not. I don't know anything about any of that mess, but it seems to me like they're definitely setting themselves up to tank. Well, that's kind of Matt Rule's track record. Yeah, right. Doesn't he? He only does good in like the third year. Yeah. Well, the first year he rebuilds, second year they start he turns it around. Better. Yeah, they start getting better. Yeah. Okay, so we got at least one good year stomping the kittens in the ground <laughs> for a couple of games. So hey, that's exciting, man. I mean, it looks like we're we're skyrocketing to the top. Everybody else is clawing their way to the bottom. It feels good to be on this side of that equation. Yeah, well, it is the off season, so this is all paperwork right now. That's true. It's all on paper. We're better on paper. We're the best team on paper. <laughs> we have been for years. <laughs> if there was like a, a bureaucrat football league, we would win. Totally. Every year. Balanced budget. Paper champs. <laughs> Balanced budget. <laughs> All right. Good Good summary of the Atlanta Falcons. Now we know what's going on with them. A mess. A mess. Very good news. <laughs> Molly bringing the good news to us. Who's next? We're doing the Saints next. The Saints. And then we're going to have a busy week this week. If we're going to do that. if we, You know, because we're talking about doing the Saints and then doing a... Draft preview for the Bucks. Yes. Yeah, so I think minimum we need to do that. So you're looking at three podcasts this week. Maybe. Get back on our old schedule. I know. Maybe? You know, people have missed us. Have they? We get comments like every episode. Where are know. you guys? We miss you guys. I know. Well, last season, we were on top of this. We were still doing three a week. We were pulling topics out of thin air. I'm going to blame it on the beer virus. Yeah, me too. All right, but well, that's going to wrap it up for us. I know I said that all the time. <laughs> I knew what you're I said there. You're going to try it again? It's going to wrap it up for us. It's going to wrap it up for us. If you want to get in touch with us, uh, you can contact us on Twitter. Our handle is at Bucks underscore Observer. Molly's got an email address. It's Molly Bay at Buccaneers Observer. I've got one, too. Ralph at BuccaneersObserver.com. All right, go check out our website. We haven't done much there for a while, but... It's there. There's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Knock some dust and cobwebs off of it. <laughs> and we got the YouTube channel. Don't forget to check that out. Subscribe to it when we kick out our videos. Facebook. And we got Facebook as well. Of course, it's just the same stuff that's everywhere. It's like the podcast goes out to Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. And so does everything else. So there we go. All right. Things are looking good, looking exciting. We got the draft coming up. Don't know who we're going to get. I don't have anybody in mind. You know, the last player I really wanted to get was Claiborne, the cornerback. He ended up going to Dallas Cowboys. And he yeah, he's kind of had a sucky career. It was kind of like after that, I was like, that's it. I'm done with. <laughs> you know, I thought he was going to really do something. And it, but I, I like to wait until they get in the NFL and see how they play, and then then I get excited about players. Yeah, that first year is always such an adjustment coming from college. A lot of guys can't do it. I mean, what is it like? Fifty percent of all draft players are busts. That's a, you know, it's tossing a coin. It's flipping a coin. So I don't like getting all invested in a player and then see him go to an opponent, <laughs> or worse yet, somebody in the division, and then uh, or or. You get all invested in a player, and they don't even make a team. And uh, I don't see how people have the time to study all these guys and stuff. But, hey, I'm glad there's people out there doing it, so I don't have to. Of course, if nobody else is doing it, I'd be all up in it. Yeah. You're too busy breaking down the game film of the NFL games. 
Definitely don't have time to do any more game film. Good grief. I couldn't even imagine doing college football game film. Well, what is there, like 40,000 college football teams? That's what gets me, just the sheer number of conferences and co- – it's just like – yeah, how, got, how do you even feel? Uh, like division, I follow, you got Division One, yeah, Division Two, Triple I can follow the NFL because like AFC, NFC, simple enough. Sixteen teams in each, simple. College though, man. I mean, yeah. And the brackets, and then how they rank the. I just, I don't get it. And do they even have a cap on how many players they can have on their team? I know it's not fifty-three man rosters. If you look at the sideline of a college game, it's as packed as the stadiums are. There's like a hundred thousand guys on each team. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot of guys. And then it's like, how many of them never play or play like three series in a season and then that's it? You never see them again. How do you get invested in players that way? And where do these guys go? I've met <laughs> I've met more ex-NFL players than I have ex-college players. You know, people that just made it to college on a football scholarship or whatever and played through college and then didn't make it in the NFL. I've only known one person like that. Where yeah, do I don't know do anybody Do they just not like talk them. about it? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Seems like there's a lot of them out there, though. Most of them. I guess they just don't want to brag about it because it's <laughs> I like, I didn't know. make it to the NFL. That's your bragging. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make it to the NFL. <laughs> if you frame it that way, I guess. Yeah, but you mean an ex-NFL player. You you're know immediately. Know, yeah, you're going to know before you get within 30 feet of it. Yeah, because people around you. Yeah, they're going to tell you it. as you're walking, hey, that's so-and-so is an ex-NFL player. Yeah. You don't get that with ex-college players. No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, so that's going to wrap it up for us for real. For real we'll we'll, we'll go off on a tangent again. Until next time. Go Bucks.